0: The Struggling Mind podcast is a space where people can talk about their experiences, that it's their version of events, that it's their words, and it's all about them. And it was important to provide that space because a lot of people feel that what they have to say isn't important or it isn't relevant, but it is because it will connect with somebody else that's listening. It will give that person hope that what they're going through, they're not alone. My name's Lee and I'm a life coach. And six years ago, I had a breakdown and I had to change my life. And by doing that, I needed to take back power of it. And it then enabled me to help others realize that they too can take back power and influence themselves. You can find me at www.leandersoncoaching.com or on Instagram at LeandersonCoaching. I hope you enjoy this season of the Struggling Mind podcast. Welcome to the Struggling Mind Podcast with me, Lee Anderson. The podcast offers a space to a host of amazing people to feel comfortable having a frank and honest conversation about experiences that have impacted their lives mentally, physically and emotionally, and how they've managed to navigate their way through their struggles. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Struggling Mind podcast with me, Lee Anderson. Today, I'm chatting to Tony. Um, Tony and I go back way, way, way many years. Um, back to uh, secondary school, When it's it, Tony? Primary, maybe, Lee? Primary, yeah, God, primary. We kind of like drifted apart, but obviously we've got mutual friends and kind of knew and know of, you know, what's been going on in our lives over the last sort of like 20-odd years. Um, Tony, listen. Welcome to the podcast, mate. Thanks, Lee. Nice to speak to you. Yeah, you too. So what I like to do is just to kind of ease us in is ask my guests free questions. It's just to get a little bit of random information about you know, and just to kind of you know ease us into the podcast. So you up for that?
1: Yep, yep, great. All
0: right. So question one. If you could keep three apps on your phone, what free would you keep? Um
1: my Bet365 app, mid football app. <laughs> 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 um uh Uh, whatsapp and facebook
0: all right okay i like that i like that i like that all right so next question if you had a superpower what would it be and why um what
1: would it be to be invisible so i could hear about everyone talking about me
0: (laughs) (laughs) i love it i love it right mate and this is the most important question the third one
1: What's
0: your favorite sandwich? Corned beef and mustard. <laughs> nice. Do you know what, right? My name used to make corned beef and tomato sauce sandwiches. Everyone used to go to me, oh, that's weird, but they were spot on. So thumbs up for that one, mate. I mean, as well. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, I like, I like. Um, so Tony, as I said, we've known each other for years and years and obviously we kind of drifted apart, um, but I didn't really know your brother um i didn't know i obviously i knew you but i didn't know your brother tell me about your brother
1: yes yeah, so uh, my brother was um he was about 11 years younger than me um wow. he, he was great he was um he was an electrician um he got up to bits and pieces but he was he was a he was a good 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 boy um I was I was like the older brother, but I always like looked up to him because of his persona. He was like a lot maturer for his age, right. um, and um, yeah, he was just um, he was my everything really. What
0: is it? My mum, she I mentioned to my mum about this, and she said that she knew your brother, and she knew like because he used to come into the pub that she worked in, and she used to say that he was really unassuming, but he was a really nice lad. Uh, and as I said, I never met him. And obviously now realising there was a big gap in our age, um, our paths would never have crossed. Uh, so just tell me about the relationship that you and your brother had.
1: Oh, it was very um, it was very on and off. We were both very um, stubborn. Um, we would not talk for ages. Um, then we would talk and everything would be all right. Just like brothers do, do you know what I mean? But we took it to a different level. It could have been six months, seven months. Um, not talking, uh, we'd gone the piss, I would say something about his receding airline, and he'd go <laughs> talking mental, sorry. Um, and um, yeah, it was just, it was up and down. We were, we were so similar. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: yeah, it, it was, it was on and off, but when it was good, it was fantastic.
0: Really? And did you do a lot of things together?
1: Um, yeah, it was like, yeah, we, I mean, I took him, Where? what did I do? Three's 18th birthday, I took him Amsterdam with his oh friends. Um, as a birthday present um yeah we we had weekends away stuff like that it was all right it, like i say his friends were his friends were quite mature as well so they didn't mind me jumping in with him as well do you know what i mean lee it yeah, was um,
0: yeah.
1: it was i mean i was well i would have been in my middle 30s and then they would have been like mm, middle 20s or a little bit less and it, it was okay because they were they were absolutely fine so yeah, yeah we did a lot together but we argued ridiculously you know.
0: similar rivalry eh? yeah yeah because i know that obviously like that your friends and his friends kind of it was like that that intertwining kind of um circle because obviously i know some of his friends and obviously we've got mutual friends as well um so all right look so let's go back to that day yeah so where was you when you obviously got the phone call or you found out
1: Right. So, um, I just finished work on the Friday. Um, just finished work on the Friday and actually Danny come to the house. Um, we got a place up by the ship. We lived at the, just down beside the uh, ship pub, St. John's Terrace, really nice place me and Sharon. And, um, Danny was up all the time. And, um, for some reason he, he come up that, that Friday afternoon before he was going to, to Greenwich. So I got to see him, um, just before that evening. And um, so he went, uh, me, my friend Jay and Sharon had a, a few drinks, um, it wasn't a late one. Um, I think we went to bed about 11 o'clock, something like that. Then I kept getting phone calls on my phone from my sisters. Um, um, yeah, and um, because I was a bit tipsy, I didn't take no notice of it. Then there was a bang, bang, bang on the door. And uh, my sister Stacy said that uh, Danny had been killed. Um, it, it it didn't help where I had a drink. Um, I, I didn't believe it. Um, and it was just horrendous. It was like someone had just—I don't know. It, it, I, I can't even explain the, the 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 feelings that I had. Really, Lee,
0: what was running for your mind at the time?
1: It was it was disbelief, um, anger. Um, it was everything, every every sort of emotion in the world, and then, like I say, we we had a drink that evening, and, um, and then I woke up to reality, and still couldn't <laughs> believe uh, what the hell went on. Then all the phone calls started off, everyone and people knocking on the door, friends, yeah. and and I, I was just in a just in a dazeley. I just I didn't I didn't know whether I was coming or going. I still didn't. Didn't believe it sort of thing.
0: Yeah, I, I miss a mate. I could, I can't even imagine what that feels like. I mean, the fact that you're actually trying to come to terms with that, but then you've got friends and family kind of running a band and kind of rallying around you, and you're kind of, I mean, I mean almost in a state of kind of numbness.
1: That, that, that's that's when I knew it was reality. When, um, like just for argument's sake, Tony McAllister was the first one to knock on my door almost crying and giving me a cuddle. When that that's when I knew it was, it was real. It was, it was happening. It, it happened, you know, um, obviously I believed it from my sisters and that, but it was, that's, that's the point when I actually knew that it it was real now. It, it, it happened, you know, and then throughout the day, it was just phone calls and I, and I just, I know people are being very like sincere and, 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 and wanted to know I am but it was it was just I, I don't know I just couldn't out I wasn't even picking the phone up Lee to be honest what do you say <laughs> like
0: you know I, I couldn't even begin to to think about how you'd feel let alone what you'd say to people do you are you happy kind of talking about what happened
1: um yeah 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 uh, well yeah I, I am I I, I um I kept myself away from the the, the news and the, the papers and even just idle chit chat. So I don't know even to this day the exact extent of, of, of what happened. Um, I, I know what happened, yeah. but not not exactly because um, I was trying. I'm trying to deal. I'm still trying to deal with coming to terms or living living with it. Um, yeah. And it's just. I thought to myself, if if I can keep away from the exact details and even the faces of the the two people. Now, I kept up for four years, well, it'll be four years in July, and I I, I never see their faces, even though I know they were plastered all over social media, the television, newspapers. And um, it was only when they went to court, one of them went to court uh, January just gone, because they caught the second one. Yeah, Got a, I caught a glimpse of them on Facebook and now it haunts me. Like oh, right. Now, I'm, I, I, if I see them in the street, i would never recognise them, but I've got a rough idea what both of them look like now. But for three years prior, well, nearly four years prior, I, I, I thought to myself, if, if I if I don't know what they look like, it would help me out massively, if that makes sense, Lee.
0: I totally get that. It's almost like you're protecting yourself, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's it's like it would... It would Every morning or every night, um, I would just have them on my mind, leave. Um, And it's everyone, don't it, think everyone does things different to get over something. Now, like I just didn't want to see them know what they look like. Um, like I say, if they walk past the van now, I, I, I wouldn't recognize them, but I've got a rough idea of what they if that
0: makes sense. Yeah, I totally get that. It's almost like from what you saw of that glimpse, you've then kind of formulated an image of what they look like. But that image, in reality, is probably so far apart. And whilst you're concentrating on the image that you built up, it is almost like it is kind of putting the barrier up against the real person themselves. So you are really kind of protecting the way that you're feeling. Yeah, yeah. It
1: was like, apart from... Uh, what well, happened to Danny, there's been like several other um issues with like family and, and things like that and it's just, it was just like one thing after another and I just needed to um. I needed to deal with it and I, I, I've sort of like come out the other side like um, okay but it's, it's still raw and it's still you know, heartbreaking, do you know what I mean?
0: Uh, mate, like I said, you know I, I totally appreciate you, you know, giving you Given, you know, allowing me to give you this space, you know, I really do. Tone, I've, I mean, like just listening to that bit, I'm kind of really struggling to try and find words. But I'll just go with the way that I'm feeding, and we can just kind of feed off each other in that kind of sense. Um, mentally, how does that have? How does that impact you? Um, well, uh, right. So f- f-
1: for for months and months. Um... I was just an absolute state. Um, I was um obviously I c I couldn't work, I couldn't go to work, so I lost my job. Um Sharon was fantastic indoors every every day. How are you? And like are you okay? And yeah. I would just like fob off, yeah, you know, one word answers. Do you know what I mean, Lee?
0: Yeah.
1: And um it came to a stage where I knew that like if I didn't pull my socks up, even though what went on you've still got to respect like who you're living with. And do you know what I mean, Lee? Um, yeah. And I weren't, weren't rude or, or, well, I suppose it was rude. I weren't like real bad, but you know, for, for a good few months every morning, are you okay? You're okay. And just like, yeah, nah, laying on the sofa. And so I knew that if I didn't pull my socks up, that, that our relationship wouldn't have gone no further. Cause I don't think a lot of people would have been able to, um, to keep going. You know, because she's gone except for exactly the same thing as what I have. Even she loved Danny as well. She really close to Danny, and yeah. uh, I was being offish with her for months and months. So I made a conscious decision to pull my socks up, try and get a job, um, be a bit nicer to Sharon, even though I just I just didn't care, and not that I didn't care about Sharon, but I just I didn't care about anything. Lee, you know. Yeah. Um So. Yeah. I, I, and then like the money was running out. So I had to go and try and get another job. So um, I applied for a few jobs. I had to meet a fella on uh, London Bridge in Pret, well, in, in a coffee shop. He was a, yeah. like a chairman of a engineering company. And um every job that i've gone for i more more or less got is um i've got the qualifications and all that not being big-headed it's just
0: no listen if you've got them you've gone right. yeah
1: so, um, i went for this job interview and uh lee it was it was horrendous it was um i couldn't keep eye contact with him with the, the i looked shifty do you know like just looking about i could not yeah. uh, it was three months after what happened or no four months or something like that and it, it was I couldn't. I shouldn't have even bothered going on the interview because I weren't in the right frame of mind. And um, yeah, he was asking me, uh, "Do you want to ask me any questions at the end of the the, the chat and that?" And I said no. And uh, I could, like I said I couldn't keep eye contact with him. And uh, obviously, I didn't get the job. But um, yeah, it was it was it was really hard just to go back to work because then I, I got a job a little while after that, and then there was. Like the metro and all that on the on the underground, and there's pictures of Danny. Like it was it was weird. It was weird. Danny's in the in the paper. Like what? And then you hear people chatting about it even months after, because it's in the paper. Two people on the seat talking about what happened, and it absolutely killed me. Lee. it's it was. No one knows about like the the other side of it. You know, like little things like that. Why why are you talking about my brother? You know, he ain't their fault. It's, 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 it's to them. It's just news. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. How does that? I mean, so I mean, how do you get your head around something like that?
1: I don't know how I done it, mate. I can't. Um. I can't explain it. It's just. It, that they, they say. I tell you what. Time is. Time is a is a great healer. It is. Is. Is it like? i will never. I've never. I always have. I've I've learned to live with it. I would say I've say I learned to sort of live with it. Yeah. But, I don't know how I done it. Like most mornings, I didn't even want to wake up, Lee. I, I, it wouldn't bother me if I woke up or if I didn't. That's how mm-hmm. I felt. I'm not saying that I would have took my own life, but I didn't care if I woke up or not. It did. It, it really didn't bother me. It was like my. It was like someone just grabbed my heart and just just was beating it with a baseball bat. I just I was hurting so much and I I just didn't care anymore. You know.
0: Yeah. So what changed for you? I mean. From where you were then to where you are now.
1: Yeah, it was it was funny. No, it was nothing's funny, but um it was weird because I had a lot of um like I I haven't spoken to any of my family since the day of the funeral. Um Nothing. so no. Um basically what happened was um I was I was doing a lot for the funeral. So now I went and ordered the coffin, went up there, picked the inlay and all that sort of stuff, Lee. Yeah. Done the stuff that I, I didn't want my sisters to do. Anyway, um, Danny's got a daughter, Gracie, and um, there was talk of Gracie going to the funeral with Danny's ex-partner, and um, anyway, Danny had a new girlfriend. It was it was nothing special. It was just some old bird, you know what I mean, Lee? And anyway, so um, I would. I uh, the, the funeral was on the Friday and all week I kept going down to my sisters and I said if Gracie goes to the funeral nothing get, gets read out at the funeral by Danny's new girlfriend because it's about respect, she, you don't want some girl telling how much she, she loved him and that with Danny's daughter there which I think was reasonable enough, anyway so I went down there on the Monday the Tuesday and the Wednesday just to make sure that nothing got read out got to the funeral what happened so uh, my sister's passed the like a, a a letter to the to the vicar and the vicar's read it out for her and then I, was, I just anyway so the next day i told them i just think that they were a disgrace for doing that and since that day i've not spoke to one member of my family really it's getting on for four years yeah
0: mate that must be killing you
1: um it did at the time. It's like Sharon's Sharon's family have been great. They're like they're, they're the most nicest people. But it, ultimately, they're not my family. You know, like it, it's yeah. I, 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 probably, I I needed my sort of family. You know, but I, I didn't have them. And it's not taking nothing away from um, Rose and Carmel and Sharon or anything like that. But it, it was it was just another, it was just another kick in the teeth, you know, and another hurdle for me to get over, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, so obviously the communication between you and Sharon started to get a lot more easier. I mean, was you talking about kind of how you were feeling and what you was going through?
1: Um, yeah, um, I, I sort of just, I sort of put things to one side and then all of a, all of a sudden, um, because of the family thing and, uh, and then six months after... Six months after, um, or seven months after um, that, what happened to Danny, my nan passed away. Anyway, my nan was, um, she was fantastic. Everyone's nan's fantastic. But she was, she was great. She was, I, I was her favourite. It was a, like a running joke. Oh, Tony's my favourite and all that. Anyway, because I were not speaking to none of my family, I got a text out of the blue from my dad. And um, he said, oh, your nan's passed away. So I text him back, and, you know, uh, we, we only shared one or two texts, but thanks for letting me know. Anyway, so I'm, I'm waiting for the funeral date. In a, only in a text, I would have just gone there, Lee, sat at the back, showed me respects, and I would have gone.
0: Yeah.
1: I was, I was at work, and my um, idiot, idiot sister's husband has put saying on Facebook, oh, we've just buried Doris. They they didn't tell me about binan's funeral. No. And we were as tight as a drum, Lee. We were like, oh. she got like Everyone, everyone says, "Oh, there, Nan," but she was the most beautifulest woman in the world. And to see that on Facebook, just after trying to get, I got, I was just getting to a, a different stage in my life, and then that happened. You, you know that you read it on Facebook, that and they haven't told me. You know, That's so I, yeah, I had so much anger, and I was angry and angry and angry. I wanted to do all sorts of things, and you know, and then. It was about two Christmases ago, not Christmas Day, just over Christmas. Yeah. I just let it all go, Lee. I just, like, I, I didn't hate anymore. I just thought, Do you know what? I just, I don't talk to them. I'll let it go. And um, it was, like, the biggest weight left like, off my shoulders. Yeah, I can't tell you. When you leave all the hate behind and the, he said this and she said that and rah, rah, whatever... It was like I just felt like a different person. It was, it was. I can't even explain what happened, but it were it happened, and it, I felt so much better.
0: Oh, mate, I'm so chuffed for you. Just, just to experience that huge shift because it must have felt like a white burden. And the fact that, like, I mean, you know, what happened to your brother was fucking tragic. But for them also not to say nothing to you about your nan because I know what you was like of your nan. You know what I mean? Because like you said, all nans are the best nans in the world. So I understand that bond that you had with her and not being able to kind of even say bye to her, you know, it's just, it's not right. You know, that was just such a, a hurtful thing to do. Yeah. Um. And so, in regards to kind of you now, where are you? What, you know, how, how is Tony? Yeah.
1: Um. I've... I was always sort of sort of happy-go-lucky, Lee. I just feel a bit like dead inside you know it's like I can't tell you the last time I sat down and really laughed at a, a film or something inside me says like not like don't laugh because you know what's happened it's just something something's left me inside. you know what I mean it, I don't know if that makes sort of sense. I don't know if it does
0: I kind of think it does. I think you know there's a thing called growing around grief, so basically when you when you lose somebody. In regardless of the circumstances, it's like the biggest void that you would ever experience and feel. And it never goes away. But what happens is, is that you start to grow around it, which means your life starts to go on. So you're consciously aware that it's there. You're consciously aware how it makes you feel. But you also understand that you need to carry on living because that's what they want you to do. But you feel guilty sometimes because you think, you know, they're not here you know why should i be living my life why should i be happy you know why should i be experiencing those things and it sounds a little bit like that and sometimes we just have to be a little bit easy on ourselves and just give ourselves permission you know if something is funny it's because it's funny and it's not bad on them for not being there to experience it do you understand what i mean because what happened wasn't down to you you know it wasn't down to you at all and i think that when we lose somebody we go through this whole period of, you know, if only I'd done this or maybe if that would happen or or, or so on. But as you said, you know, a few years ago, you kind of left that burden and you, you turned all that kind of bitterness that you had and you got rid of it. And so at some point there will come a time where you will find humour, that you will find, you know, you'll, you'll get to become more content and, as I said, it never goes away, but you just grow around it. Your life just grows around it and you just accept it, you know, as the way that it is. And so I understand that, you know, maybe not to the, the the level that you do in regards to the circumstances, but I understand grief. You know, it's very, very individual and it's very important to us individually as well, because it's our experience based on how we feel. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, I totally get that.
1: Lee.
0: I can't, you know, it's one of these sort of things that when you hear something from a sibling, you don't know what to say, but there's loads of things that you want to say, but you just don't think they're appropriate because, it, do you understand what I mean? It's like, so for you, in in regards to dealing with it, if you put in any kind of like daily practices, any kind of things that you do that you understand that if you're starting to feel a certain way that you do, you do certain things to make yourself not feel that way,
1: um no um i just um i sort of um put myself into work, Lee. um i tried to keep um i tried to keep keep it away from every everyone that i worked with but obviously when the court case come back up in january it was all over the news again and yeah. um I, I needed a couple of days off and i didn't want to like lie to my bosses because they're really really nice and um and I didn't want them to see it on the telly and me saying, oh, I've got a toothache or something. So I just told them the truth. And, um, yeah, the, um, but now everyone knows at work and it's like you go in the office and it's like they look at you like, oh, you know, like, and it, it, I I, I never wanted that. I, I yeah. didn't have the intention of think, oh, if I tell them this, like, they're going to feel... It, it was the simple reason that the court case was up in January for this bastard. And... um. I needed a bit of time off and I knew that it was going to be all over the local news and um, they would have the fan out about it anyway. So yeah. um, so basically, no, I, I, I don't put things in place. It's just, I go to work, go to the gym, um, come home to Sharon and Reggie. And, and that's, that's that's me. I'm, I'm content that, that, that I'm happy with that.
0: Yeah, I noticed that. So obviously I, I know Reggie, I've seen Reggie. like. <laughs> Uh, is is Reggie is, is Reggie an outlet for you?
1: Oh, most definitely, yeah. I mean he was um he was there from the uh he he's he's been by my side for all this. And
0: um yeah. So for just for the just for the listeners, Reggie is Tony's dog, he's a bulldog, and he's the cutest thing in the world. I mean he's almost <laughs> like <him>, a <yeah>. kid. <laughs> but 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 I see I because you celebrate Reggie's birthday Christmas and I kind of see birthday, Reggie, and everything. hey, yeah. was yeah, that? I know yeah. oh, I've seen it. I've seen it, and it's kind of so and kind of obviously because of the kind of profession that I'm in. I kind of see that Reggie is a massive, massive outlet for you.
1: Most definitely, it's um we go, we go for life. I've got things on my mind. We go up the uh, go up the woods. Uh, go for a long walk I, I just chew his ear off and he just yeah. looks at me just like like get me home
0: i want to i want to kip <laughs> listen, <laughs> a right, listen. <laughs> totally, right i totally get that right because i've got two dogs and my eldest my eldest one so like i've got kids she was kind of like she brought she bared the brunt of quite a lot of the stuff that i went through and but again if it wasn't for my dogs I personally don't think I would have kind of, you know what I mean, been where I am now because they get so much of what goes on inside us yeah. and they just deflect it off because they one is a biscuit and a walk. Do you know what I mean? Like Frank just wants to piss everywhere and Lanyard just wants to cuddle. And it, it, is, it is a massive, massive outlet because dogs don't expect nothing, but yeah. you can give them everything that you've got, be it, you know, anger, frustration, hurt, crying happiness and they just absorb it and they just want a biscuit do you know what i mean it's true true. and so i see i see that with you in regards to reggie because you can see how much you love your dog you know and dogs are more than just four-legged animals do you know what i mean they pretty much are the bandage that kind of we put over the way that we feel um in that sense so maybe reggie is you know the one that's kind of got you through this
1: do you know what? He, he, he may well have. I mean, like I say, he's um he's seen me cry, he's seen me angry, he's seen me, seen me everything. And like I say, he, he would always be there to snuggle into my neck of the night, no matter no matter what. And he's always happy to see you. Do you know, like yeah. when you get him from work, it's like happy. no matter no matter what, it's like every day he's just like over the moon, and it's it's fantastic. And do you know what? I never really thought of it like that. Until I just uh, spoke to him. Um, yeah, maybe so.
0: Because we don't really, because like, you know, we take these little tiny things, because in the days of dog, right? So like you said, you take him to the woods, you chew his ear off and he just wants to go home, but you're getting that out. Yeah, So sure. all the stuff that you've got inside you, you're getting it out. And because he's tangible and he's real, it's like you're talking to a person, because you see him and treat him as a person. You know, you feed him, you take him out for a walk, you look after him, you love him, you cuddle him, you know, all that sort of stuff. So to you, he is a little person. And so by talking to him, Everything that you're feeling inside, regardless of the emotion, you're giving to him. And he don't care. Do you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> no,
0: that's but but what I mean is is that he doesn't care what you're saying to him, just the fact that he's with you is enough.
1: Yeah. yeah. So
0: everything that you're going through that you're feeling burdened by and you know, even subconsciously going through, you're trying to, you're, you're you're um you're giving it to him. And he's just kind of like, all right. So I'm knackered. Pick me up. Take me back to the car and let's go. Home. And so it is. And I think a lot of people that that have some some animal of some some sort that is their outlet, you know, and 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 they're really important for us. Um, and so I'm glad that you kind of maybe see that that, that Reggie is your kind of like little. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I believe so as well, Lee. Yeah. That's um. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, mate. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, mate. How are you?
1: Yeah, I'm okay. Um, I'm cracking on with work. Um, it's been a bit tough um, with this pandemic. Um, what's it like out in France, Lee?
0: Um, mate, so we're still in restrictions. So we're on curfew at the moment, but slightly, but surely it will lift. You know, it really will. It's, so, in regards to the, like, the kind of pandemic and that, it, obviously, I mean, have you been working through it?
1: Um, yeah, I've been working through it. It's, um, I'm not really one for. Going like to, to pubs, we prefer to go out for something to eat and have a couple of, couple of drinks, you know? Um, yeah. So, you know what Woolwich is like, it's just full of idiots, Lee, do you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, we we, um, we just, yeah, we only, we, we'd like to go for something to eat a few drinks and maybe have a, a few drinks back at home or something like that. So the pubs uh, don't really bother me. Um, right. But it'd just be nice to just to get out and 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 have, have a nice bit of food and that. Do you know what I mean? It's um, yeah. it has been tough.
0: Obviously, you know, what happened to Danny was in Greenwich. Did you go back to Greenwich at all?
1: Right, no, I've never been... Right, so it's really weird you're saying that, Lee, um, because I still don't know the exact place um, where it happened. I've got a rough idea. Yeah, again, I've got a rough idea. So when I come there over, you know, Creek Bridge, Yeah. and then you go round the one-way bit... Yeah. And to go uh, to, to go back on um, past Greenwich Park to go yeah. back to wood well
0: yeah.
1: it's, it's the most it sounds the most ridiculous thing I never when I drove ran it one way a bit um, the first time about two or three years ago when I drive I sort of don't look if that makes sense I don't look around me I just look in straight ahead because yeah. again I think that would have put me back If I see where it was and see the flowers and all that, so sort of I've got tunnel vision when I drive past there. I don't want to. I don't want to get bogged down by that either. I don't. I don't need to know where it is. I don't. um, People were. I heard people saying the most awful thing about the amount of blood there, and and it again. It. I I was. I was starting to get a bit better, and then I heard that, and I just plummeted. So Mm. I thought the best. The best way is to not listen. And it ain't even idle talk. It's, it, it, again, it was on the train. Um, so, But then you have to remember,
0: though, that it's always someone's version of events. So it can always be catastrophized. Do you know what I mean? Like, they always had a little spin in it.
1: Yeah, I, I'm just... Again, if I read about some... If I'm sitting next to you on the train and we read about someone, we would automatically... Like, someone from the area, we would automatically talk about it. I'm not having... I'm really not having a go at them. But then yeah, no, I get that. what what you what you gotta realize is there I'm got off to go going to work and then I've heard that and then automatically that's that's really upset me. I've I've got a ten hour day ahead of me, you know, like yes. and it just I just, I just couldn't see the, the wood for the trees at one point and um I just it it, it 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 was
0: bad. It was it was pretty bad. So how did you so in regards to like the court case and that, I mean, how did you cope with that after?
1: Yeah, um, I was to be fairly obviously like over the moon, they got what you know what they got, and um,
0: do you know what they got?
1: Yeah, like I think it was got to do 30 35 years, um, and then uh, and then it, yeah, it, it's I'm glad I ain't on the street every time they they was on the wing or something, they absolutely got smashed in, so um, I preferred that. I know it sounds ridiculous, but...
0: Did it make just, you feel better? Uh, huh? Did it make you feel better?
1: It, it made me feel better that, that they ain't just like walking about, like prison, playing PlayStation, just tossing off like... Because it, it, it absolutely ruined my life. It, it, it ain't... It is, obviously, it's about Danny. It's ruined his daughter's life. Um, she was getting... I had to go up to school um, um, a few months ago... So, um, kids were taking the, the piss out of her about like Danny, you know, your dad's yeah. Doing that. Yeah. So the mistress wouldn't do anything about it. So I pulled the parents, uh, basically said if you could say it one more time, I'll I'll bring this to your door. It, it was it's not in my nature Lee, but um,
0: yeah.
1: it was it was the only way that that I could that it, it could stop because Gracie, went I see Gracie on the Saturday, she's crying in her room. Like she shouldn't shouldn't be crying in a room on a Saturday because uh, of two little kids saying about my brother her dad. So um, yeah, I just said to the parents, um, if if your kid's out one more time, I'll be knocking on your door and I'll be taking out on your old man. So that was, and anyway, it stopped. And then uh, the police got involved. They were ringing me up, trying to, that they said, if it happens again, you're going to get nicked and all that. And I said- well, So
0: they, they cautioned you for threatening behavior?
1: Well, they didn't caution me. They actually went round to Vicky's house, um, Grace's mum, got my phone number, rang me, and I said, and they said threatening behaviour, and I said it wasn't a threat; it was a promise. I said, so, you you think it's acceptable? Do you know, like we've rung you, and great Vicky, um, I haven't rung them, but Vicky's rung them and said about it, and they wouldn't do nothing about it. There's a there's a fine divide, Lee. Is that? I'm kind of. I made a promise to myself that I would always look after Gracie, like, right? and I and yeah. I will, and I won't have anyone like upset her.
0: It's 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 terrible that children. I mean, children say what they think anyway. There's no filter on it, on children. Do you know what I mean? And they they normally repeat stuff that they've heard, but for a parent to be told that this is your child and this is what he's saying to another child and it's upsetting them, for them then to, all right, maybe the way that you went about it was a little bit kind of like. Mm, but you had your reasons but then as an adult on reflection thinking well actually if this is why this guy's in this state surely there's something me as a parent of these children should maybe be looking at because that course of action with getting in touch with the police and saying you did this it was like okay but why You know, why did he do that? What made him do that? And that bit's always forgotten about. Do you understand what I mean? So The the parents were told
1: two or three times about it, right? Now, if Gracie was um, doing the same thing to another kid, I'm telling you now, her mum would have got hold of her, took took the phone, the laptop, everything off her, not seeing any of her mates for at least a month, right? That's what decent parents would have done. Yeah. got told that your daughter, your son was doing that. Do yeah. you get what I mean? They don't, they don't know I know mean. what I would do. I would get, grab hold of my daughter's son and I would tell them like, uh, that that's it. You, you, you get all your benefits taken away from you for a month. Now, yeah. th- these parents have been told two or three times about it and done nothing. Done nothing. And they continue every day, continuously taking the piss out of Gracie. Uh, uh, do you know what I mean? It's, it's not on when she's older, I say it to him all all the time. But when she's a little bit older, I'll, I'll I'll tell her exactly how much that she 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 meant to him. Do you know what I mean, Lee?
0: Tom, listen, I really appreciate it. I really do. If if there's anything that you can say to anybody that is gone through or going through what you have or are, what would you say?
1: Just take every 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 every, um, every day at a time because you can't you can't look forward. You can't. You've got to just you've got to deal with with that day and just just move on slowly because you can't make no plans and you and you you just need to look after yourself and and the people that are around you who's trying to look after you as well. That's that's exactly what I'd say.
0: Mate, I really appreciate that. I really appreciate your time as well.
1: That's all right, Lee. It was lovely speaking to you, mate. this
0: time. Take care. See you, Lee. Right,
1: yeah.
0: there you go, mate. Hi, guys, this is Lee. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you've been affected by any of the issues discussed, you'll find some helpful links in the episode bio. Don't forget to subscribe.